Welcome to the RAB Poetry Podcast, where we bring you the stories behind the words, where every poem has a story behind it. Our podcast is a journey through the hearts and minds of poets as we delve into the inspirations, struggles, and triumphs that fuel their work. In each episode, we'll feature a poem, sharing the underlying stories and reciting the most powerful and moving pieces. From various poems on wide variety of topics and rising poets and authors, our podcast is the perfect companion for anyone who loves poetry and the power of words. Whether you're a seasoned poetry enthusiast or just getting started, you'll find something to love on the RAB Poetry Podcast. So tune in and let the stories of our poets take you on a journey of inspiration and emotion. Listen to the REB Poetry Podcast, available on all major platforms now. Welcome to Fandom Power. Why, good evening, everybody! Hello. <laughs> good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. And most of you are right here in Canada. <laughs> all like, all one of you watching right now. Welcome. Right. <laughs> all right, guys, welcome back to uh, Fandom Power. Once again, I'm your host, uh, Wes, and I'm joined here live in the Saw Cave with our uh, producer, co-host extraordinaire, Andy. Yo. And uh, out in Halifax, welcome back, Hank. What's going on? Well, uh, this is going to be an interesting one because uh, we're just a couple weeks away from uh, the book of Boba Fett. And uh, I know we uh, keep saying we're not a Star Wars show, but (laughs) we're going back to the galaxy far, far away very soon. Not even remotely interested at all. (laughs) Not even one bit. (laughs) <laughs> no I know. i'm going crazy i'm going crazy i mean uh, me haven't, too. haven't we all wanted this since we were 13 12 however old we were uh, 10 well some of us absolutely and then uh, especially after um do you remember we talked about this before when we were doing the mandalorian stuff when the clone wars animated series was announced way way back when so what 2000 and early mid mid late 2000s that's right do you remember at the same time that they announced a live action boba fett project i I do i do and i think we we kind of presumed that that became the mandalorian and now we are here we are full circle and uh coming to the end here of uh, 2021 and we are in fact getting a live action boba fett uh television series in the form of the book of boba fett led by robert rodriguez no less yes so uh mr mariachi himself did so well with his episode on the mandalorian yes Dude, they just handed them the reins. Well, you brought up something interesting uh, a little bit earlier this week as we were putting the show together, and you'd said that the episode titles had been released along with the uh, the numbering convention for this uh, series, which is a season yeah. of eight episodes. So episodes one through eight, though, uh, it looks like may not be titled chapters one through eight. They may actually begin at chapter 17 it certainly seems that way i don't know if these i don't know like the source is is fairly reliable source i i I couldn't quote them right now and and uh give them credit myself but they've they've got a pretty reliable track record and and 
it's sort of an innocuous thing to want to bullshit us about, <laughs> like, you know? So um, it's very interesting to me that if this is one great big Mandalorian tale, uh, yeah. again, uh, who is the Mandalorian? Uh, and these kinds of questions. So, and some interesting, some of the titles uh, themselves, whether they're real or not, were very interesting. By the time we left uh, Din Djarin and all at the end of season two of The Mandalorian, we had uh, no less than, uh, I mean, if we're going to include Boba, we had no less than what, uh, four, four Mandalorians, five Mandalorians. Five. Um, five that names, had actually been. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So part of the, the numbering convention kind of, it informs us as the viewer if anything, it informs us of where this may be falling into uh, in terms of, of timeline. I mean, I think we all weren't disillusioned that this is happening concurrently or at least right, right after the events of what we saw at the uh, the end of yeah. The Mandalorian <clears throat> Season 2. Like I said earlier in the week, too, it's the, that Game of Thrones, like, simultaneous storytelling. You know, yeah. it's uh, the chapters run congruent. They do. And so... <sighs> I kind of feel like this one, uh, we got a little bit with the, um, we got into it slightly with uh, the Mandalorian where we, we had, uh, we had our first star Wars flashback. And I think we're going to, we're going to get some more of that going into this one because there's, there's some major, major, uh, plot beats here that are, or sir, I should say storytelling opportunities that while they've been told in other star Wars media, we've never gotten a, a canonical visual, account of what happened to boba fett after he was ingested by the sarlacc and right. i think that is going to be a major a major point uh, yeah. of of exposition at least in the early bits of the you know as din jaren had his memories about why he's the way he is i think we would uh, see something similar going into this I, one of I the lines it. from the trailer right is like i'm not a bounty hunter right right and that's him I, defining himself now so. I sort of had this thought too, like we all assume that um, because of what we, the, what the information we know, which is why it's so easy to trick us, but we assume that the wounds that he sustained there in that scene when he lost his armor were from the Sarlacc pit. We assume that the Jawas got his armor from the Sarlacc pit, but it's never implicit. And perhaps the stuff I... we're seeing in the trailer is his attempt to take over Jabba's in, you know, at some point in the past five years. And maybe that's why the armor doesn't appear pristine anymore, because we've actually we've gone yeah, back in time before he lost the armor to Cobb Van. I, I, I mean, for one, all certainly, these things are uh, possible. We're going to get into the scarring because there's some great contrast shots that I want to I want to bring up, and we can talk about those when we get to it. But I, I I really did think that, especially now that we've seen that we've all seen the trailer now. For everybody who's watching, you've seen the trailer, and certainly the buzz on the internet. There's a lot of talk about eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of talk about eyebrows yeah boba's got mad but eyebrows it, now it could be the revert instead of he's healed maybe like we've maybe he's scarred now i don't know right you know i, I don't mean, know and they can go any direction with this this is why it's 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 uh serious yeah so as we go into the trailer breakdown that's kind of where i want to start today um just a quick sort of of uh preamble here to what's going to happen tonight we're not actually going to watch the trailer we've we've spent enough time pouring over it and uh, we've pulled out a ton of what I consider to be key images that we're going to go over and we're going to talk about them sort of. And they're out of sequence, too, because I think after watching the, the trailer uh, six, seven, eight, ten, fifteen 10, 15 times, 
I think what we're seeing here essentially boils down to uh, three sequences or three major sequences with a few extra images that may be sort of peppered in there just to get the hype machine rolling. And so in no particular order, there's a dinner party, um, there's a street fight, and then there's a sequence where they meet another crime boss and get ambushed. And I think that those things are, those last two, they're, they're kind of combined into one. So yeah, I would say I've kind of, as we've done with our last trailer breakdown, I've pulled things sort of out of order. So we're not actually going to reflect on these as we see them in the trailer, um, but more sort of organic to how this conversation I hope will flow. So I want to start with this one. This is why I talk about, uh, we're going to get a flashback and, uh, could be hold on here. We're going to first comment rolling in here. Eric, what is Eric saying for us tonight? Eric uh, figures chapters one to five are Clone Wars era. Maybe another five or six up to the Sarlacc and then the last uh, six-ish going from the Sarlacc to the end of the Mandalorian. Chapter 17 follows on. That's entirely possible, sir. I can't see. There's no reason why that couldn't happen. But if you're going to go back that far, there's some characters that definitely need to pop up. Uh, I would agree with that. And we're going to talk mm. about her, her, them some people that may be in this trailer uh, as we get into this. I just recently saw Dune. And so when I, when I saw this image come up, my first thought was uh, desert power. <laughs> nice. And I think that, that uh, the Tuscans are going to play heavily into uh, the survival, at least of, uh, of Boba Fett and how he, uh, how he survived the Sarlacc or at least who looked after him once, once he got out. Yeah. 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 That we know so been, much more about them now, uh, yeah. you know, and that they're not uh, they're not the animals that we're led to believe. No, they absolutely are not. We know that they have a very complex society, that culture, and, yeah, culture and and language that we didn't understand before. Like uh, even the gaffy stick is not just a killing tool; it's for cleaning teeth. Yeah, all these practical things that we just uh, didn't know before that through the lens of the Mandalorian. Yeah as you say, we have a much deeper understanding. So here's a, and this is a, a blink and you'll miss it kind of moment here where we've got these four Tuscans. And I'm going to just touch on this quickly because uh, this third one from the left appears uh, quite possibly female, uh, judging by the slender uh, with the hips. Mm -hmm. But I want to bring your attention to the, uh, the one in the middle, as it were, the guy second from the left and uh, I want to, I'm going to go out and say that this is a flashback and uh, I'm going to go a little bit farther and I'm going to propose that the Tuscan second from the left is Boba Fett. And the reason that I say that is uh, as we look at the gaffy sticks, that the way that they're carrying the gaffy sticks, you see that uh, this particular gaffy stick appears to be a lot longer. And I look at that. I mean, it could just be the lighting in the frame, but I mean, there's a bit of curvature there. Mm-hmm. And we saw like back in the Mandalorian, we saw that uh, that custom made gaffy stick that uh, Timora Morrison had uh, unleashed on those uh, unwitting stormtroopers. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's my guess is that uh, this is Boba Fett, in fact, in some form of flashback to living his uh, desert nomad life until he was well enough to uh, to go it on his own. Yeah, I, I certainly thought. Right. There's been a bunch of different things in different media, right? Yes. Like even to the point, there's a fan film out there that speculates on how he got out of the Sarlacc pit. We've got a, we've got a couple of uh, legends explanations for that. 
And so I'm curious to know if if what they're going to do in the book of Boba Fett, if that's going to, is that going to be beholden to any of that? Or are they going to completely go in their own direction? Well, there's a, actually a little funny tidbit in the Disney Infinity 3.0 game. Yes. Where on the level with the Sarlacc pit, if you throw droids and whatnot into it, it just pukes them back out. Interesting. So Boba wearing his armor going into it, maybe he got puked back out. I'd never considered that. But again, we see Jabba's sail barge, you know, detonate sort of in the moment right over top of it. And yeah. I don't know. Did did anybody else assume that it was killed in the blast? Maybe. Do we think that maybe it did die in the blast and that's what allowed him to escape, Boba to escape that he wasn't so far down the gullet that he was able to climb, claw his way back out? It's possible. But like from the rest of the Mandalorian, those crate dragons that went into the Sarlacc holes, those holes are pretty big. They are. So there's so many possibilities. It is fantastic. All right. So uh, the last time we saw our, uh, I guess the uh, main protagonist of this series, he was hanging out uh, at this place at the, uh, the Bomar, the Bomar monastery or colloquially, colloquially as we all refer to it as uh, Jabba's palace. It's a nice little uh, little shot of the palace here. If you look really close at the bottom of that uh, uh, that shot there, coming up towards the, the front door, we can see that there's somebody uh, on approach to the door. And I kind of wonder if this is sort of the, the, the preamble or the precursor to uh, the dinner party Could as be. the various uh, parties are starting to arrive. Or maybe yeah, right. a droid going up to uh, say, no, we do not accept your invite. A little very That's entirely, too. yeah, well, yeah entirely uh, possible because it definitely looks like a little track behind him like almost a uh, r2-ish track so with the yeah it could be a droid or it could be a, a um like a dust plume you know like a speeder would leave True. but again when you watch this when it's moving that that figure or whatever it is is not moving very fast mm-hmm. so no. it could just be a person maybe someone's dragging something i don't know could be is it really that important? I don't know. Are we uh, are we overthinking this? I don't know. Color brown. Oh, no, is that? Once this <laughs> uh, so uh, the reason I brought this up is uh, we got to talk about some history here because uh, we know that the the time of the Mandalorian were what five years after the after Return of the Jedi. Yep. Mm-hmm. Five years after Return of the Jedi, and it's like uh, Jabba's been dead for a while. We know that Bib Fortuna had become slovenly in his uh, reign. But there's also some talk, uh, particularly in uh, Chuck Wendig's book, uh, Aftermath, that not everybody hung around the palace once he died. Like, a lot of people just took off. This is my right. chance, I'm leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly, Bib Fortuna hung around uh, and kind of kept it... I, I won't say that he... I won't say that he kept things together because... Uh, that shot of the the end of the Mandalorian when Boba walks in and there's really sparse. yeah there's nobody there to like stop him or even question him they just right. kind of waltz right in yeah yeah even the band is gone absolutely um one of the last last people to leave uh was this guy was uh Malik Keeley and of course we know him as the Rancor Keeper from Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. But he had hung around for quite a long time, apparently waiting for a new for a new hut to show up. And it go, gonna talk about that that Wendig novel just a little bit more. Yeah. Uh in that novel. Now, Hank, you've read it, right? Yep. 
you want to take us Absolutely. through how they uh, they tried to install a new hut and that didn't work? Well, I mean, just in a nutshell, I don't want to get too deep into it, but um, it, there's a there's a, a a ploy to install a new uh, a hutling and and uh, essentially Cobb Vanth and uh, Mal, you know, with with the the help of uh, Malakili, they 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 foil the plot. They don't want huts uh, back in charge. It's it's not. Uh, like it alternates through chapters so there's a little bit here and a little bit there it's not like the main narrative uh, no. but the the relationship between Cobb Vanth and Malakili uh, lasts all three novels they 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 become he's almost like uh to the point where it's it's surprising that he's not present in the Mandalorian because he's interesting he, he doesn't die they leave him fully alive and uh do we think that he could be you know as as the dinner party would suggest that uh boba fett is trying to put back the organization that once was do you think there's a chance that as he's reassembling the 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 court that he may come back yeah and i think maybe and this uh, yes uh and i think that's why we didn't see him in the mandalorian even though we got to see uh the cob vanth which is that proximity and I, it, yeah. it actually makes sense now why we got a Moochie episode in the past. Because uh, I think that I think we're going to see Moochie in live action. I really, really, one of, really do. The One of the lines from Fennec Shand in the trailer is, if you'd spoke to Jabba like that, he would have fed you to his menagerie. And right. That's, that's really suggestive. More than because, one. <laughs> right. We've only seen. For those of you who haven't been watching The Bad Batch, you know that Jabba had a rancor, but we now know that there was at least two of them. So what and really, why would he stick around five years unless there was another rancor to take care of? Well, this right. is it too, right? Like the and, emotional you know, attachment he showed to the first one that would totally carry over to the next one. I think so as well. And if, if you're like us and you do a little digger, uh, deeper dig, you, you know, Moochie was female, Patessa, the one from the movies, although there was quite a bit of controversy on Facebook there uh, at the time uh, is, is male. Uh, so, I mean, a Rancor keeper, uh, not a stretch to be a Rancor breeder. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, is there very, a very cool things to, uh, could be coming up here? Very yeah, cool yeah. Things. Yeah. And we, could we be farming them? Maybe. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey. I think the idea awesome. as a, as a location now that the number of times that we've been to Tatooine and Star Wars, I mean, there, there's the old joke. Oh, we're going back to Tatooine, but at least in the television properties, it seems like when we go back to these places, we visit them in a way that we've never seen before. So we got to see the, we got to see an outpost in, in the Mandalorian. And now I think we're actually going to explore, uh, even in the trailer, we get to see other areas of the palace that we've never seen before. Yeah. And I find that to be interesting. So, I mean, we knew that uh, the Rancor was kept underneath. The question is what else? is under there in my head tatooine was always sorry in my head tatooine was always like an earth-sized planet so there's a lot of things going on on earth like we're never three of us will never see everything and so and and i i thought it was maybe a failing of some of the other movies not that you know i'm not a a naysayer necessarily but that the times we visited desert worlds it it seemed why wouldn't it have been tatooine i know you want a a larger galaxy but like uh, you know experiencing the the it wouldn't have changed stories really at all. Like if no. some of the other desert world stuff was on that desert world, uh, it might've even made it more resonant. So when we explore them and in, in, like, I want to see, I want to see more places on these familiar worlds. I'm not, you know, I, I like new stuff too. Yeah, absolutely. But 
yeah I'm, I'm super interested in seeing what might be the you know the capital city of tatooine we've talked about the uh the rhyming stanzas uh nature of star wars and and it's it's cyclical nature and i made a list of of all the desert planets that we've been to right. uh, cinematically at least. And right. there's, there's only, there's five, right? There's one in five. <laughs> it's, it's one in three. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tatooine, Geonosis, Jeddah, Jakku, and Pasana. Those are really mm-hmm. the only desert locations we've really visited in live action. Right. Everything you else has trees could, or fire. I was going to say, you, <laughs> you could make an argument and I don't remember the name of the planet, the planet that the Bendu was living on uh, right. during the time of rebels. You can right. make an argument that that's also one. Yeah. Uh, Lothal I do think that, after, after, after what the Empire did, <laughs> Lothal's uh, pretty yes. barren. Yes. Yeah. So one of the things about uh, the question I had was what else could be under the palace? And, and uh, that kind of brings us up to the next sort of thing that we get. And this is sort of the opening, uh, the opening shot of the, the trailer itself as we get this little spider-like uh, droid creature. And of course, yeah. we've seen these before. And again, this is this is another deep dive for those of you who are not versed in the uh, the lore. Here is that uh, the the palace actually was a was a monastery. It used mm-hmm. to be a monastery for an order of monks, the, the Bomar Order. And so the, the thing with the Bomar, uh, we've seen them before, by the way. I'm just going to flash that up here for a second. We saw them totally. back in Return of the in Return of the Jedi when yeah. um, when uh, C three PO was uh, coming through the front door of the palace. Uh, now the deal with the Bomar is this particular religious order. They, they believe in enhancing the power of the mind through isolation from all physical contact to the point where they have actually removed the brain, their own brains from their bodies and placed them in that uh, little nutrient tank that's hanging on the underside of the droid. And the droids right. are basically a, a conveyance to move them around if they want to go somewhere else. Right. Uh, this particular shot doesn't really give a scale as to the size of them. No, not really. But when you flip back to the uh, to uh, the Jedi one, go down the next one. The there. next one, yep. That's some forced perspective for yeah. you, though. I yeah, get the impression that this one is quite small. Yeah, yeah. But if you go to Probably the highlight size. one for Jedi, oh, that's right. Yeah. So if you go to this one, three PO, and that thing's huge. It's massive. I mean, there are some there's some talk sort of uh, some of the literature surrounding these guys says that, that this one in the return of the Jedi shot is an older four legged model. Uh, and that what we're seeing here is a, perhaps a newer six legged model. Right. Right. Fewer legs, the older they get. So in uh, legends, uh, it's very interesting that um, they talk about, this was also one of sort of the Jabba's favorite ways to uh, torture uh, his enemies uh, was to turn them into these creatures. Uh, hmm. So, and oh, I don't know whether that was before um, the uh, the you know the the canon version of the Bomar monk came out, but it 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 was you know it was implied that the creatures that were crawling around Jabba's palace weren't actually Bomar monks, but that were his versions of of that. That's interesting. Uh, and in fact, Bib Fortuna. In Legends comics, meets his end this way, not at the hands oh, of Boba wow. Fett. So they, <laughs> yeah, he, he actually, yeah. Um, another Darius, just, uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead, Hank. Oh, just I was just going to say, note, uh, I've been re- re- <laughs> yeah, we're, we're off again. Uh, uh, I re- I've been rewatching Voyager lately, and the the race, yes. the Bomar, 
Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably just a, a nod to what they figured was an obscure thing that's being brought to, right to the front of the surface now. So, want to say hey to Darius Stone who's uh, watching on Twitch. By the way, guys, we are now live on Twitch TV. Yep, uh, lads, I assume that you as well into Star Wars and that. But have you seen that bare old film, The Searchers, that they've based bits of it on? Darius, no, I have not um i assume that um as a star wars fan there's some some meat in there for us to to dig into and i'd love mm. to uh check that out so that's one for me to to look up i don't know but what about you guys have you seen it i, don't I have not so. no no the searchers okay well have to look for that one the searchers thank you for the comment darius yeah man all right so yeah with the bomar thing now here's an interesting thing i want to i want to keep uh stick with the bomar here for a second because it comes up uh, in our next sort of sequence here, and I'm, I'm going to move ahead to that one now as we get going here. Um, when we meet, uh, we see Boba Fett again after the uh, the the um, the shot of the monks. We see this uh, what I assume is some form of droid servant here is, is handing him off his uh, his helmet, and uh, we get it sort of in this this room here, which I assume is the top of the palace. We saw that uh, it's almost like a bedroom, I guess. Mm-hmm. But there's a there's a, this is where we get into that uh, Boba Fett's got mad eyebrows, and uh, <laughs> with his mad eyebrows, there's been some talk, especially online uh, chatter about you know what's going on here. And uh, back to tanks seems to keep coming up quite a bit. It was probably not a tanning bed. Well, I presume the, obviously there's some kind of pod in the room with him. Is it a back to tank? I don't know. It could mm. be. Um, mind you, I mean, the, the, uh, the accepted, uh, you know, style for back to tanks tends to be something like this, mm-hmm. right? We saw in the empire strikes back, which, uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it could be a smaller back to tank. Well, that would have been a rebellion back to tank. Uh, would, yeah, a lot more stolen, Jamas, maybe yeah, stolen true. from the, from the empire or something. True. But like the ring on the end of that is similar. It does have a similar aesthetic, I guess. Yeah. To the top of that, uh, tank. I wanted to touch a little bit more on the uh, on the palace, and we, we talked about what's underneath the palace, and there's a little canon nugget that may explain sort of what's going on here in terms of, of uh, Boba's health, because like when we see him in the Mandalorian, I mean, there's quite a, there is a stark contrast to the, the amount of scarring uh, that's going on there. Now, mind you, the scarring is still on him, uh, but it's much more reduced, faded, and of course, he's got a much healthier looking skin tone yeah uh oh, we got another comment oh darius the attack the attack on luke's house is a shot for shot recreation and when young vader is running about chopping up people in the desert too huh. okay that's great to know i uh, will definitely look for that thank you very much all right so going back to the bomar monks for a second here there's a little um there's a little canon nugget here back in 20 oh my lord what is it 2015 20 after uh disney bought lucasfilm there was a a little a little book here put out star wars complete locations and in in the uh in the reference in the entry for jabba's palace it talks about the bomar and that during the time of jabba's rule that they were in possession of what they called several healing gems Hmm. i don't think we've ever seen those before Mm -mm. maybe a cousin of the kyber crystal right presumably jabba would have known that they were there you would think so do you think that the rest of the court would have known and when 
Do you think like the do you think the palace was ransacked like after he was dead? Quite possibly. I, you know, we, we sort of thought, oh, uh, Bib stepped into the power vacuum and just assumed yeah. control. But as we were talking about it this morning, or this morning today, uh, just a few minutes ago, actually, wow, uh, that um, the palace was empty except for a couple uh, Gamor and Bib. But maybe he was just stepped into the empty palace and sat on a familiar seat, but had no actual, you know. I think that's way Boba more was like, I'm going to reestablish likely. my seat of power by, you know, symbolically taking Jabba's seat. You thanks for keeping it warm for me, but in no <laughs> actual way was there any power ever weld wielded by I don't, Bib Fortuna. I don't believe for two seconds that Bib Fortuna had the right. fortitude or the resolve to keep any of Jabba's right. empire together, let alone rule it. Right. No. Not for a second. Yeah. No, he was a weak minded fool. Uh, yes, <laughs> I, I mean, in, in I, Hutties. I, we're going to see huts in this eight episodes. Like I can't see them leaving that throne vacant, that power vacuum. They're not going to want it filled by anybody else. They're, 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 a, we're, we're, we're well, about to head into a crime show and they are a crime family and they are the, the preeminent crime family. We're going to, we're going to butt heads with cuts. We're going well, it's to, called hut space, right? They're in right. hut space. Uh, Tatooine is, is is technically in the outer rim. It's not really in hot space. It's on the edge of hot space. Um, oh shit! I had I've had a, a thought and it's gone now. All right. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say with the with the show being sort of in that same time frame as the Mandalorian and and Ahsoka, we're talking about that five years after. With with the Wendig novels already establishing that the Huts have tried to install one of their own. Why the five-year gap? Like, I guess the biggest question is, within that five-year gap, where are we? Has that happened yet? Are we going to see that happen? Right. And, and Filoni said, you, we really don't know. And I, and I just proposed, just before we started recording, maybe what we're seeing, maybe he's, he's healed because he hasn't been scarred yet. Maybe, maybe we're seeing things out of order here. Like, with maybe. Star Wars is crafty, boys. <laughs> So kind of a, just a, a, I don't even know if it's, if you can call this a callback or not. The droid that's uh, handing him the helmet is very reminiscent of uh, what yeah. I think, you know, could be some variation on a pit droid, whether that's same actual, thing. actually the case. A little pop-up droid. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm going to go with the, uh, the, the, the word is out. I, I, I'm not going to rule that that is or is not a back to tank. Um you know what the likelihood is it probably is because it's an easy one it's a lot easier to to explain than oh magical healing gems <laughs> yeah and at the same time right jabba would not want one vertical so if he had his own private one no you're right i mean given chamber, given the size and and his uh, his stature he wouldn't be able to yeah he'd need to slither into it no absolutely so that totally makes sense horizontal one would be more fit for him we talk about the power vacuum here for a second and sort of the, the idea of, you know, Bib Fortuna just walking in and literally sitting on a, on a chair. Uh, and particularly we're talking about this chair. Mm. Now this is, this is the throne that we saw at the end of the Mandalorian that uh, Bib Fortuna was sitting on. It is the same throne that we see, you know, Boba and Fennec walk in and just, you know, unceremoniously, execute uh, bib fortuna throw him down on the floor remove him from power right and he takes his place the internet went kind of crazy on this one like what what does that chair actually say right now uh, finally we we have an answer for that 
uh, found out that it's actually written in what's called uh, Urkitat, or what is the old tongue. And the, the, the cool thing about this, or or maybe it's the the mm-hmm thing, is that Urkitat is actually the uh, spoken language of the Sith and the mm-hmm. Sith eternal cult. But the Sith uh, language, is yeah. It, yeah, expressed in a runic form. Now, here's the here's the interesting part. The actual script on the back of that chair, it's the same words and they're mirrored. So you can see that the symbols are the same in one direction as they are in the other. Mm-hmm. And it and it says Boba Fett. Right. Which which so led that, I, I remember we talked briefly about this. And I and maybe it wasn't yeah. even on the show, maybe it was off air. And Lauren seems to think that we we it might have been I might have talked with her about it. But I remember translating that to Boba Fett and thinking and speculating that that was Boba retaking the throne from Bib. Like he had been there already. Because Jabba doesn't sit yeah, in that yeah. chair. That chair is no, no, not present. Not in my place. I, yet, I, anyway. I don't know if, <laughs> I don't even know if that, uh, Jabba would doesn't really, that. You don't like, really get a sense of it in this image, but I thought that that, when we see Bib Fortuna sitting on it, it almost appeared like that, that, chair that throne had been placed on the dais that Jabba right. used to lay on yeah agreed and i mean those those little the heads uh the, the hounds or whatever they are on the on the yeah, arms yeah, yeah. They, those Rank are the things hands. that are present on the toy yes the they actual, are uh, the pre- like, right so that's like an homage to the toy and i i yeah you know I, I had a problem with that not a problem but I, it made me very curious like why would the chair say boba fett star wars doesn't make accidents like that and so That's, again, so Dave Filoni is like, I'm you can never tell where, when we are now that, right. This, this brings up a, and of course this just, it sends your mind kind of spinning. Oh, man. Now you're like, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. You're telling me that Boba Fett had his own throne in Jabba's palace. What kind of relationship that those two guys have? Five years is a long time. Like, we don't know how, if he was in, like you say, if that Sarlacc is killed by that explosion, he's only in the Sarlacc yeah. pit five minutes. That's how what I mean. J- how so the I'm, Jawas get like, his, his armor could be a different tale altogether. Perhaps maybe. he didn't lose, you know, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah there's yeah. so much here. Uh, I'm, I'm a little leery because they, by giving us too much, they ruin one of my favorite characters in, in, in sort of in fandom which is Wolverine, the, the X-Man character. And yeah, we know okay. too much about him now. And the beauty of that character, which is what the beauty of Boba Fett is, is that we didn't know anything. And everything, everything was headcanon. And That's I almost true, want yeah. them to tell these stories, but leave us the wiggle room for the headcanon. I want them to show us new mm. stuff and let the old stuff almost lie. I mean, yeah, there's a few, yeah, certainly we all want to see the exact way he got out of the Sarlacc pit, but I don't want to yeah. know uh, what his 16th birthday was like. I, I you know what no, I mean? No, like, no, no, no. So, and you, I mean, if if there's you a lot me, of stuff in the comics, the, you know, this, the, the War of the Bounty oh, Hunters. Oh my God, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a lot going on right now with the character. If you gave me a flashback scene where, let's say the. You know, and, and this is just, again talk about headcanon, and this is what we love to do on our show: speculate the crap out of something. But if you gave me a scene of the katana, the wreckage of the katana, and the the heroes of the rebellion have just floated away, and then a short time later, the sand crawler rolls up, it starts scavenging the crap out of uh, out of uh, the the, the, the sail barge. Boba hauls himself out of the the sarlacc, falls unconscious. 
and then sand people show up to drive them off yeah and then we get that shot of them walking through the desert that's all i need i i just was thinking now one of them does the create dragon call to scare off yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. (laughs) well especially now that they've killed one at the same time though in the mandalorian right we saw them strip the razor crest that's what i mean so what's if he falls unconscious what's to stop them from just stripping right off off of him yeah 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 they thought he was dead yeah you know Left I do think it, because he says that, I left that in the, like about about Fennec Shan, she was left Fennec in the Shan, desert yeah. to die like I was. Right, and right. Uh, so yeah, that's cool. I mean, maybe we've just uh, put a pin in that one. I want to come back to that after we've seen the first episode, so yeah. we can either yay or nay that one. All right. So I think again, those first few shots that we've just looked at the the monastery, the the I think there's going to be a flashback. We've got some establishing shots to let us know that Boba has moved in. He's officially a resident of the Bamar Monastery on Tatooine. And then we get the the, the classic, because you got to have at least one. We get a good uh, flyby here of uh, Slave One. This could be anywhere. Uh, I don't think this is on Tatooine. I don't think this is on a desert world. There appears to be some water down there. Mm-hmm. So I'm having a hard time kind of pinning this down to the whens and the where's, but it's still a cool shot nonetheless, because who does not like to see more of Slave One in action? Yep. Excellent. Uh, And we get this, uh, I'm calling it an unnamed city because I can't really, it's hard to tell. It could Mm. be the, it could be the same planet that we just saw Slave One on the, on the flyby. That's right. But when I saw, when I saw this shot, my immediately my brain just started spinning like where is this what is this um and i'm not gonna lie that the uh, the crater mm-hmm. the idea of this uh city in a crater gave me visions of uh of this Jetta. of uh, Jeddah city mm-hmm. now Jeddah city was built on top of like a huge natural rock formation but we know that in the wake of the death star yeah um, it is no longer when, there well, that's what I mean now. How deep, how deep a crater does a single reactor ignition make? Right. Well, <laughs> it yeah, it, it, that the, 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 uh, the, sh- the wave, the tidal wave of, of earth in that scene, debris, blotted oh. out the sun on that, in that oh. system. Like, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, so I have a theory about how this. Many... It goes, it goes a couple ways, the city. So, uh, I just stumbled upon just, you know, Googling things going around the world and stuff. And, yeah. um, the, uh, the, uh, the city of Bastine, uh, in the original George Lucas novel, is the capital yep. city of Tatooine. Tatooine, right? And we've never been there, and we've only been to a spaceport, which is Mos Eisley, which is a modest city. Got a little facelift for the the re-releases, made it a little bigger. Mos Espa was even bigger, and I I found, uh, but I couldn't find the actual images. I was looking, but I, I ran out of time because I I just found this information yep. maybe ten minutes before we went on. Uh, some apparently there's Moss Espa in the concept drawings by uh, was it Chang Robert? Uh, sorry. Uh, oh, Doug Chang. Doug Chang. Um, Doug Chang. Yep. That Moss Espa was in a crater with a big central spire. Oh, and, really? Yeah, and that is that where the col- the Colosseum was built into that? Maybe. Right. Yeah. So I mean, the, I, I remember seeing it, and I was trying to look it up. Uh, but I couldn't find it quick enough. But I remember seeing concept art of Mos Espa being a city in a crater, a giant city in a crater. 
So yeah, they, yeah. they took that idea and the idea of Bestine. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that that's Bestine, the capital city of Tatooine. That's I'm gonna put my money on that one right now. No matter what it turns out to be, I am super looking forward to seeing or to knowing what what this place is. I mean, it, it looks like a major set looking. piece. I want to know what it is. Comment from Eric: Not Slave One anymore, boss. Dun, dun, dun. we'll see we'll is see it, about that is it or isn't it we can we can say for sure that it's not slave one anymore on a lego set no. right right but that's appropriate that for children speak, that's fine with me that does not speak to all star wars media and it certainly doesn't speak there's an official now i just saw this online the other day there's a shooting model of slave one in a museum somewhere and it's still called slave one so hmm. um i'm I'm going to go on a limb and say that the uh, <laughs> the the judgment on that is still out. I, I'm not going right. to say one way or another, but definitely on that Lego set, Boba Fett's starship. I, you I have there. heard that they want to rename it to the like in in lieu of that to the class of ship it was, and it's like a Firefly class ship or it's something. It's so the 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 class of ship is the Fire Spray Thirty One Patrol that's Craft. It, that's it. now that. Fire spray. That goes as far back as the uh, Star Wars Bounty Hunter, Star Wars Bounty Hunter video game, right? Um, when Django actually steals the ship from a Republic uh, prison, uh, essentially mm-hmm. steals mm-hmm. it, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? And here's the thing: I, I, this is not what we're here to talk about, but I'm going to talk about it because you brought it up, and uh, it, it gets me going. If they want to change the name of Slave One to something else, I don't have a problem with that. But you got to give me an in-story reason to do it. Mm-hmm. You can't just, you know, you can't just say it's not Slave One anymore, and and it's not because because he's a crime lord. Absolutely, he doesn't care what you think of his name, ship name. Maybe it's a now crime one, a crime one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Jabba Zero. There you go. <laughs> uh, all right. Fair play. People have a hard time removing their fiction from their feelings. That is absolutely true. We wouldn't do that on our show, would we? I don't know. <laughs> Well, they stopped making slave Leia figures. That is also true. Mm. That is also true. Okay. So uh, we're going to take a look at this uh, shot one more time with our unnamed city, possibly Bestine, possibly somewhere else. You know, the the, the idea of it being Jeddah City, uh, but rebuilt, um, man, that's a, that's a lot fast. of expansion. That's, that's a that's lot a bit, of expansion in that amount of time. Man. Yeah. Anybody zoom in on that ship in the top background there, the very top there? That's a that is a fantastic question. I'm glad that you asked that because uh, we, like got a, we got a crest couple, to me. <laughs> we got a couple things going on here, and and mm. I I would be remiss to say that does that does that not look like the Razor Crest or any right. Razor Crest at any rate or yeah a Razor Crest at least because I mean if we're chronological Razor Crest just was destroyed but. That is um, absolutely true. Walks like a duck, talks like a duck. Again, everything out of order. I don't know, man. <laughs> awesome. Just we awesome. got uh, got a comment from YouTube from Caleb Richardson. Thank you for joining us. Caleb says, "Wait, I thought the name change was just for the toys." And Caleb, Me too. I would say that I agree with you. That's what I thought as well. Uh, Slave one is maybe not an appropriate term in twenty twenty one for children, but for those of us, you know that are uh, a little older i think that uh we can understand that the fiction is fiction and it's is, is that because yeah. we were older when we were kids i don't know i think uh that the the social norms of when we were kids have just are not yeah. what they are now and yeah yeah <laughs> i don't want to say i don't want to say cancel culture i i, I don't nope. like the term but nope. uh 
you know, times get out of here with that social, term. <laughs> social climate, social climate. We got something else here in the shot that looks, I don't know. It looks like a, like maybe it's a bulk freighter. I'm not sure what that is. Possibly. Mm. Possibly. Um, but it does have bear some, excuse me. It does bear some similarity to the old uh, Jedi bus on Coruscant to some degree. Mm. All right. Maybe it's a repurposed one. Who knows? Who knows? All right. So then we get into, uh, now that we've established, we've got our big set piece. We're, we're going to visit some city. We've essentially got this, uh, this, what I call the meeting of the, the crime boss. We're going to get to that Ithorian that we saw in the, in the, in the trailer. I've tried to arrange this next sort of group of shots in order as I think they happen, because I think it's one continuous, uh, one continuous piece where we have uh, Boba and Fennec <clears throat> have now landed in the city and they're making their way to this particular building. And then I think here we are getting inside. Uh, notice that there's a couple of Gamorrean guards in this shot uh, that are escorting them in. So my big question here was, especially on the first time around, did did some of the Gamorrean guards hang like stay at the palace? Well, they need work. And so let's say, let's presume for a second that they did. Did Boba and Fennec actually bring a pair of Gamorrean guards with them as like muscle, muscle. As bodyguards? That's that's the impression I kind of got. Yeah, they're standing behind oh, them we, in the scene with shields as well. We see the Gamorrean guards and the Mandalorian, and they're they're part of that uh, fight club, that underground fight club. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I mean, I don't want to stereotyping here, but I mean, are Gamorreans only suited for very particular work? Haven't seen one be a we Jedi have, yet. <laughs> we have not seen one be a Jedi yet. That is true. Maybe there's a future storyline. Caleb, follow up. I'm fine with not marketing the word slave to kids, but Disney should realize just getting rid of the word from everything in the Star Wars doesn't work when your most famous character was a slave. And that, sir, is incredibly true. Mm -hmm. Of course, Anakin Skywalker himself, right? Who rose from a slave to become a Jedi and so true balance the force eventually thank you for that comment that's very well spoken sir uh so yeah we get into the uh we start getting into this building here and pay particular attention to the the architecture here on the walls because i i think that this is the front end of the building that these two twilight ladies are hanging out in our our cantina shot because every star wars property has got to have a cantina shot yep so this is our this is our cantina shot. And uh, there's a few things going on in here. On the left-hand side of the screen, there's been a lot of people going nuts thinking that uh, that's a robed Obi-Wan Kenobi walking across the shot from left to right. Time-wise, it does not. It match. just does not add up at this point. No, I'm sorry, it does not. No. Uh, so I'm going to go right. I'm going to go out and, and refute that right now. There's, this is not Obi-Wan Kenobi. This is definitely posthumously for him. Uh, and then the other big, the big one is staring right at you in the face. The, uh, the more, uh, Caucasian tone Twi'lek is none other than Jennifer Beals herself from Flashdance. What a feeling. And in case, yeah, <laughs> nice. And in case you, uh, in case you're wondering, uh, if you're doubting that from her own Twitter feed, so honored to be part of the star Wars family. The little kid in me is jumping up and down. I think we are too. And if we don't get a dance number out of her in this, uh, right. this uh, show, I will be sorely disappointed. Right. All right. Well, they're renowned for their dancing. Absolutely. That. I mean, that's how they were talking about slaves. 
another example that's how they were introduced to us in return of the jedi yeah i have jokes Mike, you i can't talk say on air <laughs> save them for the after show uh you want to talk a little bit about the other thing going on here hank that you've got some suspicions about there's yeah a, i mean kind of a... it, this could be this could be a huge stretch but there's there's a character that's been featured prominently in the comics recently and he's uh uh featured heavily not sort of heavily but implied heavily is a sort of a major plot point of rise of skywalker and that's uh the character ochi of bastoon he's a it's a Sith assassin employed by Palpatine to do all kinds of nasty, dirty work. And we actually get to see him do some of the dirty work in the comics. And, and it uh, makes his character much, much, much cooler. Um, he He's sent to try to, you know, basically pick a fight with Vader. Uh, he's a very skilled uh, weapons master. He's a very skilled fighter. Uh, and he's got cool Batman looking armor too. Um, yeah, very much. And, and, uh, the the caveat is, he the is same that, species as Maz Kanata. Uh, That's a good question because they they so do they have some really, similar appearances. Right, yes, they do. Yeah, and they don't really get into that. They get into the fact that when you, you see him in that first image that you showed uh, uh, from Rise of Skywalker, that uh, we, Vader blinds him, and so those are implants. Uh, so okay. he does have eyes, uh, but it's hard to tell in that in that scene in the canteen or wherever we were with the Twilight uh, women. Um, certainly there's a lot of similarities going on with what, you know, the skin tone is, is very similar. There's a slit for a mouth. When you zoom in, there's a, that kind of weird button eye doesn't seem to have the prosthesis on the side of the head, but um, the reason that appears to be wearing some kind of cloak uh, hood anyway, the sort of reason for his proximity to, you know, uh, he's, he's playing very major uh, part of uh, what happens between uh empire and jedi and and, and the sort of vader's right hand man while he's chasing the the prize that is han solo it's uh i everybody out there go and check out war of the bounty hunters uh it fleshes out what happens between um empire and jedi with respect to the 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 chase for han solo it involves kira from from, uh uh, the han solo movie as and and the crimson dawn It, it uh it involves old marvel uh, bounty hunters from the old Marvel run from the seventies. Um, yeah, it, it uh, Boba Fett loses him and gets him back and loses him. Vader's one of the people chasing him and Leia and Kira and it's it's a, a fantastic ride. Uh, and and we so, get a lot about Boba Fett there too, is which is why it's why we're here today. There's a there's a lot going on in what you just said, particularly let's let's just focus in here for a second that the, this show going forward, it's no secret. Now this show has been dubbed the Sopranos and star Wars, right? Right. That we are getting some kind of crime show. And we know that, as you say, with what's going on in the comic books right now, is there any surprise that there's a rumor floating around that a, a Darth Maul centric animated series is in the works that may explore his, that, that period of time after the clone wars leading up to his, his death at the hands of Obi-Wan. Right. And isn't he a crime boss? One hundred percent. Is he not? Absolutely. So, yeah. as it pertains Shadow to Syndicate. our show, uh, right? As it pertains to Boba Fett, though, like my biggest question, and we talked about this earlier in the week when we were putting the show together, is where is Kira? Yeah. Where Where is Kira in all of this? Because could this could the book of Boba Fett be the spiritual successor to the Han Solo, uh, the Solo film? 
I, I don't know. Maybe. You know, uh, Paul Bettany has talked uh, recently about returning to the character of Dryden Voss, and it, that might seem out of order, but we don't know anything about that species. And certainly it looks like she killed him in that moment, but yeah. Yeah, anything yeah. is possible. Um, I mean, he might even return for this uh, Lando Calrissian show that we've been hearing about too, uh, which is another, you know, could tie everything in. We'll go back to the comments here for a second. Caleb, Jennifer Beals, uh, Twilight does kind of give me the heebie-jeebies. Just having a human-like skin tone on a Twilight is something that we haven't seen before. Have we? Haven't we? Well, they're usually like greens and uh, extreme yeah. pinks. I can't remember. Ula, she was kind of, uh, I mean, the the dancer was, uh, was, an, was an African lady, African-American lady, but she was yellowy she kind green, of green. Right? She was yeah, yellowy green. green. Was the other dancer? Was the other dancer in the room? Was she human? She was Twilight too. I believe. I don't remember. Was she sort was of she? orange? The I'm talking about the. Remember the the really the big lady. Oh, the large, the, I the large. I remember. Girl. Yeah. Um, was she Twilight or human? I think she was human. She, she had, definitely. I think she had yeah. multiple rows of breasts. I think there was something going on oh, there. Oh right. <laughs> there was something going on there. Okay. Um. Got a good follow up comment on that. Uh, I wonder if that she's Ooh, a human Twilight hybrid. I like this like kid, Harris, his kid. And of course, the obvious one, Bib Fortuna was flesh colored. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> wow. And we call ourselves experts. <laughs> Excellent. I don't even know how to pronounce that guy's name, but that's fantastic. The Zadrakis. Thank you, sir, for that one, because Captain Obvious did not get that one. <laughs> How many podcast hosts does it take to answer that question? Uh, that's awesome, actually. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. If you guys are just joining us now, we get some new we people don't coming see into the comment color. section. <laughs> that's right. We don't. We just see Twilights. If you're joining us now, uh, we are partway through our live breakdown of the uh, Book of Boba Fett uh, trailer that came out earlier this week. Uh, there's lots to unpack. We've talked about sort of the origins of uh, where the show might be picking up at and uh, where it might be going right now we're getting into uh, a sequence where boba has just entered what we think is some sort of cantina where jennifer beals may or may not do a dance number and ochi of bestoon might kill somebody <laughs> <laughs> and the ghost of obi-wan appears to have been resurrected <laughs> that's right all while obi-wan is passively observing with a drink <laughs> all, all manner of things happening here all right. So, but in order to get to uh, to get to our crime boss, of course, we've got to get through the. Um... Oh yes, Caleb totally forgot that uh, Bib was a Twilight. Yes, we all did. <laughs> Getting to our crime boss, we get to the back room, and uh, this is kind of cool. Um, Thorians have featured, you know, quite heavily in Star Wars media over the years. That's right. It's nice to see them make a, a strong comeback here, especially as a crime boss. And uh, wonderful, another wonderful. Uh, flesh tone Twilight, and another flesh tone Twilight. Yes, <laughs> so true. Uh, there's some dialogue here, and then it's it's hard to say if the dialogue that's being played over top of the this particular scene is actually in this moment or if it's back at the palace. And I think Andy, you'd said that you know there's a good chance that that's the dialogue between uh, Boba and uh, the Klatuinian that. Um, uh showed up at the gate that was that sitting at the dinner party mm -hmm. but there was also a point there when you're hearing the voiceover it does sound kind of like din Djarin. it does sound like uh uh pedro pascal it does the voice in this scene does kind of sound like pedro pascal 
everybody I've talked to thought thought that initially. Uh, yes. But this scene does not play out very well because, uh, as you can tell, when you start when you see the next shot here, you can tell by the background that this is obviously the same room. Uh, we're going to get jumped here by a couple of guys. And I wondered if the background, like the embellishments on the wall, if that's like another form of text that we haven't. Oh seen yeah, yet. yeah. You mean behind the the Athorian? Yeah, because it's like there. It's in the next two shots. It does yeah. appear runic in some sense. Uh, I certainly can't make any sense of it, but. No. Uh, it, if anybody out there watching or listening is aware of, you know, if this is another Star Wars language that we uh, haven't touched on yet, drop us a line in the comments and there's uh, certainly some we'll take a repetitions. closer look at it. There's certainly mm. repetitions there. So, yeah, we get ambushed here by at least two guys. And, uh, of course, we're going to retaliate. Now, there's our here's the thing with the, the Gamorians again, and, and it kind of. These guys look like they're not really part of the fight. The one guy, he's make it beaten. Yeah, they're kind of scrambling out of there. So once again, did did Fennec and Boba bring these two dudes with them? Or are these guys working for the Athorian and they were the escort to bring them in? Yeah. Hmm. I just yeah. don't know. Goons. Hired goons. Hired goons. That's what I thought. And this is it. Like, I mean, again, we've only seen Gamorreans employed in certain, in so many roles in the galaxy. Nice kind reference, of, sir. It, it kind of makes yeah Thanks. it kind of <laughs> makes sense makes sense to me that other crime bosses would employ them in in a similar fashion yeah because when you have an entire palace that's now out of work right. everybody needs to go somewhere right, right so, yeah right. yeah, yeah. fighting or just working for other mandalorians maybe yeah these are the guys left over from the pit fight after they got out of there yeah. right <laughs> after john leguizamo's character got fed to the dogs yep because at least one of them was alive we get a cool little uh shot here Looks like Fennec's got a, uh, some extra tricks up her sleeve, or in mm-hmm. this case, up the buttstock of her rifle in the form of, looks like some little uh, kunai-style throwing knife. Wicked. Which is a cool little uh, little touch. And we saw her... It's a blink and you'll miss it moment. We saw her martial arts, the crap out of Cad Bane in, uh, in the Bad Batch. So mm. I hope we get to see more of and that Wrecker. style of fighting. And yes. Wrecker. <laughs> Absolutely. One shot. So the the whole uh, meeting the crime boss and the ambush, uh, as I say, I feel are kind of one one sequence. Now the next the next group of shots that we're going to take a look at may be, and I can't tell. It's either immediately before or immediately after. I think in the form of what I call the the street fight. Um, and I'm gonna. It's probably after. I would say after because after a firefight, you would alert whatever local authorities well this is it here's but here's gamorian standing outside outside the door they've just left he's taken off his helmet now and he's i don't know if he's just catching his breath or what's going on here but next thing you know uh we get stacked up on by these dudes with these energy shields and as you pointed out andy they're all sporting the same uniform they are wearing a uniform it's a good chance that this is local law enforcement yeah, this is very similar to the characters from before. If you go to the other shot that you showed before, the palette is the Which same one? and the shoulder flashes are the same. Oh, the sorry. Two, okay, so of, the guys with the rifles. So now they're they're wearing that the high collar there. They're both, they both that are, high yes, collar and shoulder flashes, but the actual shoulder pads underneath that are yep. the same as the shoulder pads that the other guys are wearing in that other scene. If you have a better shot but of the that. law enforcement dudes. Yeah, uh, so it's the same palette. All different ones. Oh yeah, no, they got a, They actually do have a little bit of variation there. But the palette yeah, is the same. Yeah, the, the tones are definitely right, the in the same. purples and blacks, yeah. 
It's an energy weapon they're using too. So uh, his helmet might. Uh, Zadrakis, his helmet might be off because it's filled with coins. That's a good point. I I do have a shot of that. We're going to talk about that in a second because the big question is why? Because those he, aren't just any coins. Well, that's just mm-hmm. it. Now, well, keep in mind this is going to. So here we go. This will definitely infer. You want to talk about where we are in the timeline? Let's just jump ahead to that right now. Right. Republic credits those are won't do. New. They are new Republic credits as they are bearing the uh, the emblem of the rebellion now the emblem of the new republic so um why is this helmet full of credits <laughs> i don't know what just happened here do you maybe he mm. just won a card game that's entirely possible or a, from uh, cantina game of oh see now see they keep bringing that one back too they do they really do um but again, this is right in the middle of that street fight because you can see the the energy shields in the background while they're yep. they're duking it out. So yep. he's dropped it in order to deal with his assailants. Clearly, um, and deal with them he will because if you remember how how ruthless he was with that gaffy stick back yeah. in the Mandalorian, um, we get a bit of a repeat of that with right. uh, that with look. this shot. Now he's clearly disarmed because that's one of the it's the, one of theirs one of the cops' weapons. Uh, Eric credits will do. Yes, yeah, sir. Nice. Yes, they will. I know he's a star now, uh, but I, I sort of hope that he wears the helmet more than he doesn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear you on that one. Again, does that? I mean, the mystery of the the character, right? You want to? I guess sort of that's gone, that. Right? Yeah. Well, the Mandalorian Creed: Don't remove your helmet. Well, but I mean, yeah. as he's already said, I swear allegiance to no one. It's one of the problems um, I have with the last nine Spider-Man movies. And that's the <laughs> it's that Spider-Man spent too much time out of his friggin' mask. Uh, uh, I didn't know. come to watch a Peter Parker movie, right? Uh, and you know, and they've been hired pretty. Maybe they need to hire someone real ugly to play Peter Parker, so he leaves the mask on. Sorry, that's just a little digression there. Uh, uh, that's funny. Okay, so. The street fight presumably is some cor- sort of mix-up. I presume that you know after the uh, maybe the maybe the crime, the minor crime boss is dead, and and they mugged him or maybe. or lifted the credits off his body or something, and now they're making their escape. But I think it's going to be a quick fight, though. You know that that cantina, the front of the the crime operation, still is filled with normal people yeah. who may or may not have alerted our authorities. You never know. There could be like gambling tables in there. Well, exactly. We're only seeing like a small fraction of it. So. Right. I would be surprised right. if there wasn't. And then we have the other major set piece uh, or the other sequence in this, which uh, I refer to as the the dinner party. And that's where a lot of the dialogue for the trailer, the overdub comes from about, uh, you know, what's to stop us from killing you and taking everything. And the, the Fennec line, he would have fed you to his menagerie. And, and then, of course, he says, Please speak freely. Yeah. That's that's very similar to a line from The Godfather after after uh, after he kills somebody, he basically yeah. says, "No, I or not not the God. My I'm sorry. Uh, uh, kill Bill uh, when when the 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 Japanese heiress uh, kills the one of her you know naysayers in court essentially. Yep. In, in, yeah, like yes. she's holding court in the bar and." And one guy's, you know, says, "I don't think we can do it." She cuts his head off, and then says, "No, oh, I've always encouraged you to, 
to have an open, honest dialogue and, and question my, you know, so it could be tongue in cheek like that. Everybody. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Boba yeah. Fett song has gone soft. I've been hearing all that chatter. And said, no, no. I think he's, that's that the gauntlet. Scene. No, please speak freely. Yeah. Tell me exactly. Yeah, what. I dare you. you know, <laughs> the whole, the whole sequence though, speaks to what we were talking about before about, did anybody really believe that Bib Fortuna had any clout whatsoever? Right. I think right. he's riding somebody else's. Of course not. Right. So, I mean, the I think some of the more interesting questions around this sequence is, what did Boba Fett do to get these three disparate groups to come to the table together? How right. did he get them there? Was it just a simple case of, by the way, I'm back. Well, and I'm, and I'm, there's, uh, there's I'm a few lines. Uh, there's a couple pieces I'm of dialogue yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like you know, we were all former captains under Java, so yes. they've gone, they've gone to whatever disorganization, scrounging, trying to make a living. However, former captains under Jabba's got the, these connotations to it, and he's saying, you know, we could, you could have that again. And I think that's sort of the, the angle is is that these guys they've been just mercenaries or petty criminals. You talk about or, the uh, corporation will make us all rich. I was going to say, does he say corporation or cooperation? Corporate. I think he says corporation enterprise, uh, enterprise. uh, We all come together as one. Hmm. Wouldn't be surprised if this trailer scenes were all from the first episode of the show. Agreed. I am. I'm hundred percent on board with that. It's definitely, you know, maybe the, maybe the couple of the little extra little bits in there, like the, the flyby might be from something else, but finale. I, I'm t- yeah. <laughs> I am right in there with you on that one that it is yeah, probably from the very first episode. Um again though, uh talking about getting these people together, as you say, there's the power vacuum in the in the wake of Jabba's death and so presumably these three groups at the dinner party uh and we can't really see them all on this one but um just reaching back again though there's your two gamorians yeah right two, yeah, two more gamore are they the same gamorians hard to tell yes yeah Pretty kind similar. of made, gave me that impression though like you know that he took them with him yeah well, maybe yeah. i'm interested to know how that works out yeah, if they're his guys or not this this meeting cool. feels like jabba's ground like 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 jabba's palace this feels like boba fett's home turf where the so if you the, the street fight felt like he was on enemy territory there. yeah I'm going to I'm going to go a step further on this one Hank and I'm going to say that this is the throne room. Yeah. Now this table, like you look in the background there, that's the wall that Han Solo was hanging on. That's yeah. what I think that is, that this is right in front of the throne because that's the power seat he's facing, the stairwell. There yeah, yeah there's another seat uh where is it here? Do I have it here? I think we got there. there you go. So yeah, this, the in this shot you can see the staircase. It's like so they brought a table is, up to the throne. Yeah. The, yeah. Or it's like this, on top uh, of the iron grate. Yeah, is this oh my Kaba's old throne Tosca. just slid out into the middle of the room? It's uh, sitting on top of the uh, of the iron the grate. Yeah, that's funny. Oh if you God, don't join me, table? yeah, oh, wouldn't that if be you a don't scene? join with me, I'll just drop the table right in. Wouldn't that yeah. be a scene? Oh, <laughs> oh my God, breaking out! Oh. Yeah, <laughs> we've got a uh, we've got some players here at the table. We've obviously we've got Boba who's holding court at the front along with uh, his. His major domo, Fennec Shand, right at his right hand. Uh, we've got a group of uh, on the left or our left hand side. We've got a group of Trandoshans. Mm-hmm. We've got a group of Klatuinians at the end, mm-hmm. and we have a pair of Aqualish uh, off to the other side, sitting uh, on yep. the same side as and Fennec. A third one in the background, I think. Yeah, 
I don't know if that's another Aqualish back there or what that is. So. But there's definitely somebody back. Everybody yep. has brought their own uh, muscle, as it right? were. Yeah, it's yeah, a couple of representatives. So this is a cool scene. Uh, obviously, they've they've taken in a meal, and this is where that line comes in over top. You all used to be captains, uh, captains uh, for Jabba, and I think it's the it's the Klaatuinian at the very end who's yes. like, "What's to stop us from killing you?" I think he's the one who's actually delivering that line. Yeah, yeah. So if anybody's going to get their head chopped off like that Kill Bill scene, it's him. That's right. So let's let's take a moment just to uh, talk about this scene just for a second here, because this one hasn't really been, you know, there's not a whole lot of internet buzz on this one. And, and maybe there this is, be. there should be, there yeah, should in my be. opinion, there should be, <laughs> there should be. Let's look at this group of uh, Trandoshans here for a second. Yeah. Group of Trandoshans <laughs> here for a second. The one who's staring directly at the camera. Does that not look like a female to you? Yep. And yeah. it's got a strikingly similar fashion sense. I was going to say, there's there's a striking fashion sense to a lady Trandoshan who we've already met. Do you think this could be the live-action translation of Sid? Maybe. Without a doubt. Because she's still got Underworld connections. Without she's a, doubt. a hub that, that is a the, red uh, shirt with a green green vest, and she's wearing a red shirt with a green vest. I... <laughs> Without I mean, a doubt the, in my the, mind. The the pearls from the animation model and then the, the necklace from the live action, it's not so far it's not so disparate as to yeah. that this could not couldn't be a live action translation. I mean I hope and, she's super hope she's still kicking around after the Empire, man. What a great character. And I super hope it's still vo- she's still voiced by Rhea Perlman. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Wouldn't that uh, be a live action version could be a smaller Well this is what it I could mean. Could be Rhea right? Perlman in makeup. Wouldn't that be just yes. the dopest? That would dopest be, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, which would which says a lot for Sid that she's able to, uh, you know, not only maintain her holdings on, um, on, uh, oh my lord, the name of the planet. <laughs> anyway, right. she's been yeah. able to uh, expand. You know, uh, detail wise, though, Ord Mantel for me, Ord Mantel. Thank you very much. It's the eyes in and around the eyes. I mean, yes. that's the, the baggy, the bags underneath the eyes and how they kind of lay over the cheekbones. And then looking at that, that live action piece, mm-hmm. man, I'd be surprised if it's not me too. Depending on how long she actually runs with the bad batch, you know, she could slim down. Well, this is just it though. Right. I mean, yeah. who's to say that she hasn't, I mean, you get older. I mean, I've known, uh, I know I we have this state way of anthropomorphizing everything, but, um, I've seen people, you know, in their, in their later years, trim out considerably as they get to that sort of next stage of their life. Uh, who's to say that it's not her. Yeah. But that, that brings into question some other things that I want to talk about for a second as we, we go a little sideways here because we're getting this show, uh, in 2021 and the bad batch is not coming back until next year. We, we did our uh, deep dive on uh on the bad batch in our uh, fan batch series if you guys haven't checked that out go back and watch our review series on the fan batch where we deep dive on uh every episode of the show and we we speculate the crap out of that as well uh as we do that beat by beat as we will be doing in december when uh, book of boba fett launches but um we were pretty, we were banking heavily that there was going to be a, a meeting that uh, brother and sister were going to meet face to face. And they that leaned heavily into the alpha and the omega. So 
they hit it right on the on the head. I mean, Tech had even said there was one other unaltered clone, and it was designated Alpha. Well, we know that Django asked for an unaltered clone, and we know that that's Boba. Yep. You can't tell me that by this point in the in the Star Wars timeline that Boba has not discovered that he has a genetic sibling. Right. Are we going to get? Do you think the show will explore that that avenue, or do you think they're going to try like? Like, I can't see, how do you have a whole show? I mean, it's easy enough, you just don't explore it. But, I mean, are you going to go a whole season of a live-action TV show that's that's Boba Fett-centric and not even make a name drop or a casual reference to? Do you think they're going to hold on to that for season two of The Bad Batch? I think it's oh, all the same. season two of Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, I mean, it's all the same writers. Uh, so, yeah. uh, well, I mean... Yeah. The story group is really, really solid now. Uh, whatever the plan is, it's. I think it's going to rear its head. I don't think they just threw that out there to, you know, for no good reason. And uh, right. this this is the perfect format for it, but um, it might be too early. It depends what they want to do with the character. Like, it might be, you know, uh, certainly uh, we, the three of us want to watch Boba Fett kick the crap out of people in this show and be a, a, a badass but <laughs> we do maybe we want to see how yeah. he got that way and in a, in in that cartoon format like that so that ki- that kids can grow up with that too so that's true it, yeah it, it could go both ways that absolutely could go both ways and at the same time right omega is going more like the hero path Whereas clearly Boba is going down that crime lord path. They could butt heads. They could, so, this could not be a family yeah. reunion. That's you know. Zadrakis Omega is going to go after her father's armor. So I'm not going to propose that, or I'm not going to assume that I know what you're talking about. But I know from from our own sort of discussions, oh, the, the father the father figure for Omega. I think we all agree has been Hunter. Yes, but a technical clone father would be Jango. Yeah, well, yeah, that's I mean. But, her father's armor is Boba's armor then because that's yeah. what Boba's wearing. Yeah. So, Which I mean, give her cause to go after it. We, we've we go certainly never f- gotten a sort of cut and dry. Uh, was the helmet destroyed in? in no, the, uh, from uh, the, the, the bomb, the helmet right, bomb. Right. Cause we assumed for the longest time that, that he was always wearing Django's helmet. He picks it up and attack the clones. Yeah. Uh, yeah sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah attack, and then, you know, he uh, touches heads with it. I always assumed after having seen that for, for 10 years, that, that, that he wore Django's helmet, repainted it. Uh, I it was only so after well. the, the Clone Wars cartoon where I went, whoa, well, that's not the case. So just to follow up to, uh, to the, to the comment from Sadrakis is, uh, I, I pulled this shot cause I knew we were going to talk about her, but there's a nice piece of fan art here that has a, a nice interpretation of Omega. This is Omega a little bit older now, and she's definitely wearing, you know, uh, clone style armor. I mean, yeah. the idea that she go maybe she does adopt uh, a bad batch, uh, a batcher, a batcher persona. Right, she right, likes right. to call them, right? Would not be shocking at all. Considering sure, what sure. she's aiming for. I mean, her little uh, clone trooper doll. And as as uh, as a as much of a soft spot as I have for clones, and I, I love the clones. I love them immensely. I love that you know we've seen a few of them grow into uh, old men. They all can't make it to the end. They just, you know, we can't have them all just turn up in live action. As much <laughs> yeah. as I would love that to happen, 
Right. Uh, I, I don't think that the you know their lifespan has been reduced. Ah, yeah, you've seen that fan art. Okay, good to know. <laughs> there was a few pieces of fan art out there when I was looking to uh, to populate the show here uh, that I was going to use. <laughs> There's a funny one of uh, somebody has photoshopped Daniel Logan. Oh man, as a as a blonde girl, and it it's actually really good it's very good yeah i should have kept it but i didn't all right so have we talked about omega enough can we move on i think, yeah, so. I think we need to dive back into the okay dinner so the, the, the dinner party <laughs> yeah the <laughs> dinner now the dinner party kind of you know i think ends with this is the uh, the klatuinian klatuinians by the way we saw cl- tons of klatuinians back in return of the jedi they they were the majority of the skiff guards Mm-hmm. when they were trying to feed the the heroes of the rebellion to the sarlacc also the raiders in uh uh uh, uh the mandalorian in season, uh, mandalorian season, season two yeah or, uh, uh, two, season, sorry. yeah season two yep yeah. yeah all right so we don't really get sort of the resolution to the dinner party we, we don't know how that ends we don't know if there's going to be a, a reformation of of the um of the uh his empire or not um, we're we're kind of left with a, a closeout shot of uh, Boba and Fennec up on the balcony of what I thought was the top of the monastery that I thought was some kind of, as I said before, I think it's a bedroom. I think that's actually the same room that we see him uh, with the, the, tank. the tank as well. I think that is the same room. But then the camera pulls back and, you know, Andy, you had brought this up the other day. That's, that's um, the tower behind it. That's not the main monastery that in fact, that's the tower from behind. It sure is. And I have to agree with that. So again, getting to visit these other places or these places in new ways that we've never seen before. uh, I'm down for that. I mean, I want a full schematic. (laughs) Oh, big time. Big time. Well, because you yeah, figure yeah. you were wondering what's underneath it. Clearly, there's absolutely tunnels underneath oh, it totally. Going to the tower. I am totally. And there's more than one to tower if you look at some of those establishing shots in the in the. Uh, um, Caleb Richardson, I will yeah. say, I do hope Omega appears in live action eventually, just to see who they cast. Mm-hmm. Me too, sir. I Me can't too. See them putting a wig on Tamira Morrison. Uh, yeah. No. 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 <laughs> and, and, and I don't I think don't we know. can. I don't know if they I don't would think cast we can a... de right. can't de age Daniel Logan down to to ten, <laughs> right? Uh, 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 uh. So really, that kind of brings us to the end. I, I think we've we've cherry picked out, I think all of the major uh, sequences, the the set pieces, and the three main sequ- three or four main sequences. If you if you include the the street fight as being part of the uh, the ambush, yeah, yeah, it's um, kind of like. Spilling out afterwards. One of them is just yeah, Tuscan yeah, Raiders. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, guys, it's coming real soon. It's uh, the Book of Boba Fett, and it's going to be airing on uh, December 29th. Uh, and of course, as Disney has moved away from their Friday, they moved away from their Friday new releases, so that's not to conflict with Netflix. I believe that is a Wednesday, as a as all the new shows have been coming out on Wednesdays. One little thing I wanted to talk about, real quick, just real quick. Yeah, let's the, do it. The Lucasfilm logo in the trailer uh, is yeah. that that modded green, you know, military green of Boba Fett's armor. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, also yeah. looks like it's covered in blood. Did you guys notice that? Yeah. I did not. Yeah, I know. I've heard some 
like it's rust chatter on there. but it to me it looks like blood if you like later on everybody go take a look at that image pause it uh because the actual logo on the poster and the logo on disney plus is is the the modded uh military green but without that blood color uh check it out interesting yeah yeah because the one voiceover from him, he's not going to lead by fear. He's going to lead by respect. Yeah, right. that's what he, yeah, he does say that. And yeah, yeah. If he doesn't get his respect, he's going to beat it. Well, I, <laughs> I just, again, like you can't help but watch this and make the analogy to the Sopranos, the Godfather, and other uh, um, criminal crime right. underworld right. Uh, films that we've seen before. Well, and even throwing it back to a WWF reference for The Undertaker, it's uh, loved by few. Yeah, yeah. feared by many and respected by all right mm-hmm. right that's the you know that's the age old is it better to be respected or feared yeah, uh and, yeah. and, right and so fantastic can't wait can't wait i guess as the uh I, really that's it really for the trailer i mean it's uh it's what it's a whopping one minute in 58 seconds and i and i don't know how long we've been going for here now but uh <laughs> We've been, at, we've been at it for an hour and 20 minutes i think we've uh i think we've covered things pretty good this is only the first trailer that's right so Chances are um, we'll get one more before it drops well that's it i was just gonna i got one more comment here from uh from uh, zadrakis gotta go enjoy the live stream i'll catch the rest via the podcast i hope you guys tackle the special look on disney plus on november 12th and i do want to just bring that up and say uh andy you and i covered the dc fandom this year yep. uh, we covered it a little bit later but uh disney plus day is coming up here november 12th that's next week yep um and we will be taking a look at uh disney plus day for all not just the star wars news but all the the marvel news as well and anything else that catches our eye and we will definitely do a a, a discussion on that one yep guys uh did you see the boba fett trailer have you uh watched it as many times as we have what did you guys see in there that we missed that you think we should have covered because I'll go back and watch it a 45th time. That's, I can't uh, <laughs> stop watching it. I, I can't stop watching it. Yeah. Right yeah, now. yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I hope you'll stay with us. I hope you guys enjoy the fact that we're doing a little bit more live streaming. Um, that's new for us. I mean, we, we pay for a streaming service. We might as well use it yeah. that way. Uh, glad to have you guys along tonight. Those of you who have watched, I hope you'll uh, join with us later. Don't forget to uh, like and subscribe to our channel over on YouTube. That's Sawcast Productions on uh, YouTube, of course. If you're uh, if you're on Facebook, like our uh, f- the Fandom Power on Facebook, both our uh, our fan page and our uh, what do you call that? The oh yes, it's page. our group, <laughs> mm-hmm. our fan group, which is a, is a, actually the fan group is a space for you guys, uh, where you guys can get together and share your ideas about all the stuff that we cover. And more. Yeah. And more. It, go there because it doesn't mean you have to be a fan of us. You just have to be a fan of stuff. Of stuff. Because we who are fans of things like to talk to you who are fans of other things. Exactly. So that's it. Yeah. All right. There's lots more coming from us at uh, Fandom Power. And until next time, guys, my name is Wes. I'm Andy. And I'm Hank. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye for now. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Fandom Power. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll be talking about another one of your favorite fandoms. Fandom Power is a Sawcast production.
Have you ever wanted to start a podcast, but you didn't know where to begin? Maybe you'd like to try podcasting without having to invest in any recording equipment. Do you have an idea for a show, but you're not sure how to develop it? Let Sawcast Productions take care of all of that so you can focus on what it is you want to say. Sawcast Productions offers podcasting solutions ranging from recording and basic editing to fully produced episodes complete with all the audio embellishments of a broadcast quality show. When your show is ready, Sawcast Productions can distribute it too. Contact us online today. So, what do you want to say?